What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 219 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson. I sure do appreciate y'all tuning in. My guest this week has a lot of irons in the fire. Maybe too many, as he admits during our conversation. Besides a full-time career with a truck polishing business, he runs a burgeoning drum smoker manufacturing company, dabbles in barbecue catering, has spent some time on the competition circuit, and at one time even had a brick-and-mortar barbecue restaurant in Lloydminster, Alberta. James Phillip from Redline Drum Smokers and Border Town Barbecue joins me for a great chat this week. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or a GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any photos or videos that you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit www.motleyq.ca that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast and we're uh, hitting up another Alberta uh, barbecue. A uh, bit of everything, I guess, with this guy. Uh, James Phillip, Redline Drum Smokers, Bordertown Barbecue out of Lloydminster, Alberta, is my guest today. Uh James was recently in Calgary at Barbecue on the Bow, displaying some of his uh, pretty wicked-looking drum smokers, and really excited to have him on the show with me here today. James, welcome to the podcast. How are you this evening? I'm great, Ryan. Great to be on the show. I appreciate uh, you taking some time, and uh, I was just saying, uh, sorry I didn't get a chance to chat and visit uh, during Barbecue on the Bow, but uh, as you know from your past experience, when you're... uh, when you're there competing, it's a busy time and not a lot of uh, not a lot of downtime. So uh, it was great to have you out there as a as a board member from Barbecue on the Bow. I appreciate the support uh, of the event and you guys coming down and uh, all the rest of it. So we'll get into what's going on with the drums and everything else. But uh, before that, a little background and the question I ask everybody uh, right off the top, uh, James, what does barbecue mean to you? Uh, what it means to me is. Uh, Actually, today we did a little smoke, and my my daughter and I, I'm trying to get her into uh, competing. Nice. And when when we when we fired up the drum today, it it, it puts me in my happy place, yep. and um, it's actually it, it's like peace and serenity to me. It's euphoric when mm-hmm. that smoke starts to roll, like it's yep. just the calming. I love it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've seen them, but there was a a guy down in the states. Uh, Chuck's Flavor Train, I think it is, out of, I think he's in California, and he did a fundraiser for, it's a, a mental health support line down there, and he was selling t-shirts, and I picked one up, it says, barbecue is my therapy, so I thought, uh, yeah, I think uh, I agree with you 100%, it's just a, 
puts you in a good spot, right? So. Sure does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a little background on you there, James. Is uh, Lloyd Minster uh, home for you originally, or where are you where are you from? If not, no, actually, I'm originally from Saskatoon, okay. and I moved to Lloyd Minster in twenty two thousand five. Okay, yes. so been there a while. Um, yeah, it's business brought me here. It's mm-hmm. like everybody's running to Lloyd for the for the oil boom. I yeah, guess, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> So being uh being from Saskatoon, safe to assume you're a Ryder fan. Absolutely. So I, Who so, isn't? <laughs> well, I'm from Winnipeg, so I uh, you know we might not want to talk about that right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, deep down you're probably still a Ryder fan. Uh, no, I'm married to one. That's as far uh, <laughs> that's as, close enough. Yeah. So yeah, Labor Day gets real interesting at our house here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably best I was at uh, at the competition on Labor Day this weekend. So keep some separation between my wife and I. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what sort of business brought you to Lloyd? You said, uh, oil type stuff. Were you involved in that or were you at, at some point? Well, I've been in 2000, I started my business. I used to be a truck driver actually. Okay. Oh, and, awesome. um, I like shiny stuff and I yep. guess everybody in the barbecue circuit knows that. Yep. So uh, I, I was polishing my truck on the side and yep. I thought, you know, I really enjoy this. And I started a business 2000 and I was spending more time in Lloyd Minster, sure. you know, polishing the trucks. And it was in Saskatoon. So I mm-hmm. thought, just take the plunge and I'll just relocate here. I always wanted to be in Alberta anyway. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That explains the uh, the chrome and stuff on some of your drums. That, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm in the uh, trucking business myself here. I work for uh, Griffin Logistics here in Calgary. So oh, we, cool. we do uh, flatbed hauling. So that's, uh, what sort of trucking were you doing? I was doing... Uh, reefer originally hauling swing and beef down to the state yep. and then uh flat deck uh, super bees okay, and yeah. yeah and then um hoppers all right yeah so a bit of a bit of everything mm-hmm. yeah it's probably best i've never been behind the wheel I, uh, they they stick me in a in an office on the phone <laughs> that's the safest place oh. for that so well, you're a paid tourist when you're a truck driver. <laughs> yeah. so you're, you, you, it's nice to see the country. You know what? Really yeah, nice. yeah. You know, talking to uh, we've got uh, forty or so owner operators, and talking to them, it's uh, especially when they get to kind of go someplace they haven't been or haven't been in a while. It's uh, they enjoy it, right? So it's uh, mm-hmm. something a little different. Unfortunately, you're always working and not not always a lot of time to visit and enjoy the places you're at, but you get to see some neat stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. So where does the uh, kind of the cooking and the barbecue influence come from for you? Uh, it started actually in Saskatoon. I think in 2010, there was uh, Saskatoon had a, a barbecue competition called Toontown Smokedown, I believe. Okay. And there was uh, an amateur rib cook-off. And I, I actually, as a hobby, enjoyed cooking and I, I make it pretty good. Greek rib. Oh, nice, yeah. That's a, that's, a Sask- mom, that's a Saskatoon thing. Yes. Yeah, so my mom <laughs> phoned me at, when I was in Lloyd and she said, you know, there is a, a rib, an amateur rib competition in Saskatoon. And I, I didn't even know there was such a thing existed mm-hmm. back then. And she said, why don't you, why don't you enter? So I thought about it. I said, yeah, like what could go wrong? Right. Yeah. yeah. So we loaded up that old gas, or what would it be? Like a Boro King yeah. gas, like propane barbecue. Yep. Put in a trailer, went to Saskatoon, and got set up. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. There was like some serious, serious amateur teams there. Like, it's like they brought their whole deck, like their outdoor <laughs> kitchen. I, yeah. I thought, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Yeah, what have you I know? done? And yep. Oh, the stress. So whatever, right? So my partner says to me, you know, why don't we just walk across the street, go to the beer gardens and relax, you know? Yep. So, and this is when we actually put our meat on, our ribs on. It's just, let's just go for a beer across the street and mm-hmm. just relax. Like, just, just, this is all about fun. Yep. So, okay. So we come back and everybody was looking at us coming back to, to the amateur cooking site and there was smoke <laughs> and our ribs started on fire. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I was thinking like, okay, you know, we're going to be pretty easy to beat, you know? Yep. And I thought, oh my goodness, I <laughs> took the ribs off, let, let, the, let the fire go out. Yep. And um, we we kind of did what we did and just went with it. And, and it was award time. And there was all, like, uh, this was the night before the key, there was a KCBS sanction event too. Okay. So the amateur awards were the, the night before the, uh, right. you know, the, the sure. awards for yep. the professionals. So we were sitting there i thought yeah whatever let's see how this goes yeah so it's going you know how it goes like from 10 all the way to one just like the, the yep. awards in the case yes so it was like three two one like and then it was me and oh we were so shocked i yeah, think no everybody kidding. else was that was the guy that was the guy who burned his ribs yeah <laughs> so so yeah first place but yep. i thought okay yep. this is pretty Good. cool and we we won the first prize was a traeger pellet smoker oh perfect so, it was, and that's what really got me started in this, yeah, the smoking thing. So, yeah, and I didn't re- even realize there was like a KCBS or, or or competition barbecue at all. It was, you know, down up here in Canada, it's pretty. Yeah. It was pretty low key, yep. you know, back then. Yeah. So yeah, that got me started. Did a lot of research after that, and then practicing on the uh, on the Traeger. Nice. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just going back to Saskatoon and the Greek ribs. I'm trying to think of the. Uh, there's a, they've got a few locations around Saskatoon that are, they're kind of famous for the Greek ribs. They sure are. You know, Saskatoon has a lot, a lot of really good restaurants, yeah. which actually has, has inspired me for my cooking, yeah. you know, because I would go out, eat, and it was so delicious. I would go home and, like, I would think and analyze, now, what made that so good, yeah. you know? Like, yep. that was part of the fun I have with smoking mm-hmm. and, and cooking. Yeah. Uh, the place I'm trying to think, is it Mano's or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that, they yeah. actually had, I think, Three, yeah. they had three three restaurants that at one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah delicious. Yeah, really, no, really good. I was, uh, I was in Saskatoon too, too many years ago for my 19th birthday and uh, uh, <laughs> had somebody take me out for uh, dinner for my birthday dinner at Amano's. So that's... Uh, nice. I remember that place well. So awesome. That's, uh, yeah, Saskatoon's a good, uh, a good food town. I think, you know, growing up in Winnipeg back in the day, it was Winnipeg and Saskatoon had the most restaurants per capita of any place in Canada, I think, uh, that's right. Uh, but it was a big testing ground for new new restaurants. If they were trying to see if that would fly up here, they'd uh, they'd put a location in one of those towns and uh, see how mm-hmm. it did. Right. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. And there was also like a lot of still to this day a lot of like those holes in the wall the mom and pop restaurants oh, yeah. Saskatoon still has. Like when I go back and visit, I still go to those. You know, yes. Yep. Still good, good food. A lot, many people don't know about, you know, they just always go to the franchise, you know, it's like oh, these absolutely. Yep. mom and pop restaurants is what I like to look for when mm-hmm. I go to a city. Yep, absolutely. Uh, find out where the locals eat, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so from 2010, uh, you won that Traeger, kind of got into it. Uh, 
what was the progression from there to getting fully out into, into competition? Uh, we we started like looking into competition barbecue, and there was the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association right, and the KCBS, yep, yep. and the, the uh, Pacific Northwest had a, a competition in North Battleford, which is only not oh, far, uh, yeah, just just over an hour yeah. from from where we are. So we went there for a weekend and thought, you know, let's go check out a, a barbecue, you know, competition, see what this thing is all about. So I've been practicing in the meantime, and we went there and looked at it, and that. Um, actually inspired me i think i'm gonna do this so we uh bought a, a cargo trailer and i actually began constructing a competition uh trailer to okay. compete in yep um so after competing like uh building that through through the construction i thought why don't i double down and try to make some money at this too yeah. and we, let's let's have a food truck and that's about the same time the food trucks are really get big and popular too for sure yeah so yeah so it's good timing yep so that's you know, where uh that's kind of the start of the border town barbecue then right yeah that's that's where we we came up with the name being on the border city and, yep yeah, barbecue. yeah. So, so, uh, i was gonna say for for folks that aren't familiar lloyd minster is kind of unique in that it's uh, part on the Alberta side and part on the Saskatchewan side, right on the border. So you've actually got uh, Lloydminster, Saskatchewan and Lloydminster, Alberta. And you mentioned that you are on the Alberta side, but uh, uh, essentially one big, uh, one complete city. You just kind of split down the middle, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so that would have been when, uh, with the with the trailer, getting that started and doing the uh, food truck type stuff. What year would that have been? Uh, what year? I think... 2013, okay. 2014, I, I was actually building on the side of the house, so it was kind of a work in progress, so yep. I was in no rush, and I was sure. kind of figuring things as I went along. Yeah, okay. I also, through that time, I was building up a small arsenal of Traegers, you know, because I, 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 from what I've been seeing, a lot of people would cook one meat per per smoker sure. so yep. i i thought i better come up with four of them and yep. of course i had to bling them out too yeah so <laughs> yeah excellent so you uh you you were kind of on the competition doing that for a number of years then eh? yeah for a few years um before oh what was it um 2014 i think just before that rob reinhardt yep. like he actually put up put on that uh, tin town smoke town oh was that rob okay and that's where I first met him yep. and he actually was very helpful, you know, to everybody at that, uh, competition, you know, yep. especially people who didn't really know what yeah. was going on. So yep. it was very, very nice of him. And going back there, I remember too, once the winner of that, um, amateur competition, they got to compete in the pros the next day. Oh, nice. And I was like, Whoa. So I got this brand new smoker. I don't even know how to work it. And, <laughs> and I had no ribs or nothing to cook. Yep. So, so Rob kind of like set me up and yeah. gave me the ribs and this and that, no, you know, so that sounds like a Rob yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I came out, I think in about middle halfway, you know, yeah. and not knowing of the flavor profiles back then, you know, sure, with the yeah. smoke and the, and, and the barbecue sauce, mine was a Greek crib. So that was like, so out in that field, I think the judges must've been thinking, where did this come from? Right? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. A little, uh, um, yeah. A little different than what they're used to for sure. Right. So, yeah. So actually that's where I first met Rob and he was starting to hold, um, like introductory, introductory barbecue classes. And he had one in Edmonton. And I thought before I, like, go to Parker Palooza, that was their first year. And I thought that's a pretty close competition. I, I want to get all the information I can. Mm -hmm. So 
So we went in, uh, to Rob's class. You know, we actually learned quite a bit, you know, and, and helped us out a lot of bit, yep. quite a bit. And then, you know, kind of um, helped us, like, get, get the nervous out, you know. This, yeah. this, this is just, it's all fun, you know, yep. just relax and, yeah. So, yeah, I think just shortly after that, we competed at Corkapalooza. Yep. That was their first year. Okay. Um, and before then, I've been practicing quite a bit at home and sure. i got quite serious with it like i was shocked of the cost uh, uh, to compete and right. i and i think I, i'd like to touch on this later on in the show about judging mm-hmm. and people who don't really know about competition barbecue how expensive it is for these teams yeah, to, sure. to go to a to, to a to an event yeah um so having said that, with the with the expenses, I I, I think I, I I better do a good job of this. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to go out and yeah. lose a whole bunch of money. Yeah, right? no so, doubt. Yeah. So yeah, I practiced my butt off, and that uh, may as well just jump right into Parky Palooza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we roll in to Parky Palooza, and with this big, what is it, a twenty-four inch. A 24 foot long cargo trailer. Okay, yeah, all so that's a big out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and no one had something that big back then. Right. I didn't know. Yeah, you know? So you look you look serious at the very least, right? <laughs> yeah, and this was my first one, and and people were looking at me like, "Where did this guy come from?" You know, they're probably thinking he must be American. Yeah, rolled up from the states. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, and then my partner said. Um, she heard somebody say around the corner, um, yeah, sure, it looks nice, but can they cook? Right. Like, yeah. You know, let's give it a shot, you know? Yeah. Um, There's also, I think, the, the extra categories, too, and I think it was a, a burger. Okay. Comp- yep. uh, you, know, you know, just an extra. Yep. So we done that one, too. Um, awesome. Diva Q was, yeah, Diva Q was there, too. I think she actually did a, a TV show. Oh, nice. There, too, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the results... And I, I was so nervous, and I still get nervous. Yep. I oh, totally. Yep. I, and you know what's funny? I wasn't even competing in, at barbecue on the bow on on the weekend. Yep. And I was still nervous. I still get butterflies. <laughs> I wasn't even competing. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 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 Um, so again, it goes all the way to what from ten to one. Yep. And I I can't remember what our, I think it started off with the burger one, and we got. Second or third? Yeah, so after it was like, yep, good wow, start. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, I'm not prepared for the results, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I think we got second in chicken. Yep, and I can't remember everything else, but I don't think it was like top five. I don't think, but mm-hmm. anyway, the, the end results were, um, and back then these were the top teams. Was I think. Number one was House of Q. Okay, yep. Number right. two was Prairie Smoke. Yep. And we came in third place. Nice. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. We actually got a walk. Every, I think, every category we got a walk. Too. Oh, perfect. So, well, that, that was uh, absolutely shocking for our yep. first team, you know, to get a walk. Yep. And then, yeah. And then, and that was also Smell of Q's first competition, too. Okay. And, yep. Not too often we, we were ahead of Smell of Q. <laughs> I, 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 I think they came in fourth place, you know, okay. and that doesn't happen too much. No, so that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, not too often um, anyone uh, gets uh, too far ahead of them these days. So, Yeah. Yep. So that would have been, what, about 2015 or so? I'm just trying to... 
2014, yeah. Yep. I, I think, yeah. Yep, and around there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you did a uh, fairly steady competition for a few years then after that? Yeah, a couple of years. Um, yeah, we, we were going to the local like uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan competitions. Sure. Um, num- uh, our seventh, and I'm a lucky number seven guy, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of sevens in my life, yep. so it's kind of a cool, cool number for me. Um, the seventh competition we went into was at Barbecue on the Bow, okay, in 2015. Yep, and I don't know if you were there or no, I, I think before my kind of before I got into it all. Uh, a lot of teams will remember this weekend. It was a rainy, cold weekend. Yep, and it was down at the Eau Claire, and I okay. was literally cooking with no shoes on and ankle deep in water. Yep. So it wasn't a fun weekend for anyone no, and yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Um, and there was actually teams like sleeping out in tents and this and that. We were lucky yeah. enough to, to be, a, there was a hotel right there. So we stayed yep. in the hotel. Perfect. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So at the end, you know, everybody after your brisket, you start packing up and this and that. Right. And, yep. and everyone's tired. Everyone's wet and cold. And, and we go up and we're changing out of our wet clothing you know, to get ready for the awards. Mm-hmm. And Cindy was saying to me, like, I don't know, is this really worth it? And <laughs> a lot of work, we're tired, and, you know, we're just going on trying to figure, trying to think of every reason to stop doing this, you know? Okay. So, okay, let's just go down to the awards. And then went to the awards, the sun started coming out, and the riders were playing that day, and they started winning, and I thought, well, this yeah. is kind of cool. So we put on our rider jerseys, and, yeah, went to the awards. Yep. And... Again, I can't remember the results. I think we got a first in pork, uh, second in chicken, maybe. Ribs was pretty high, too. Maybe a, a first or second, and brisket was down there. But I remember uh, Karem from Porky Fast yeah. Stacks. He was <laughs> leaned over, and he looked at us, I think, after the pork, um, after the pork results, and he pointed at us. And says, I think, I think, and Cindy goes, no, no, don't ruin it, you know, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sure enough, we were GC that nice, weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and in 2015, so, yeah, we the, the riders probably won at that point, I would think too. So, I think they won the game. That yeah. Day. Most likely. That, yeah. that was, a, that was a, the, the dark years for us bomber fans. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, that's uh, that's quite the. So just a couple of years in to get your first GC, that's pretty impressive. So, mm-hmm. thank you. Yep, awesome. Um, then at this point, were you already doing the the food truck stuff uh, out of working out of the trailer with that? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we started getting our name out and events, and we were mm-hmm. we didn't even have to advertise. We were having people reaching us out to us to. Uh, to, to, to be stationed at so many different events. So it was really good. Awesome. Really tiring, but it yep. was good. And it was fun. It, it's fun. It's fun to work in a fun environment. You yeah. know, everyone's having fun. It's not, it doesn't feel like work so much. And were you still trucking at this point or were you doing the food stuff full time? No, actually in 2000, I quit truck driving. I okay. still got about one though. Yep. Something always, you know, you, hey, it's good might as well hang on um, to it. Yeah, you never know. Absolutely. Yep. Um, no, I, I quit trucking in 2000 and okay. open up a polishing polishing business oh, okay. that's why I okay. to oh, I got you okay yep yep <laughs> awesome and is that uh you still doing that side of it as well then the polishing thing yes it's yep. been 22 years oh wow I'm an old man and yep. that's a young man's <laughs> job I tell you it's it's catching up to me yep yeah no doubt that's yeah no physical hard physical work for sure so 
Sure is. Yep. Awesome. Um, when did the, well, I guess we can, before we get into the smokers to the drum smokers, uh, we were talking 2019, you, you guys kind of took a plunge and opened up a restaurant in uh, Lloydminster there, right? Right. There's a, a restaurant, um, shut down in Lloyd in a hotel. And I, and I thought, you know, this is something I always wanted to do. And I thought even with the food truck, just, uh, the, the logistics of it, you know, the, how handy would it be, you know, to with the walk-in coolers and freezers mm. and, and sure. everything just right there was just so handy. Mm. You know, and yep. Yeah, went for it. And it was a lot of work, a huge undertaking, a lot more than I expected, especially yeah. not really having too much food service experience. Sure, so I was yep. just kind of, yeah, it, it was really, really tough. And then, of course, uh, we all know what happened uh, after 2019. So that, uh, you know, bad timing, I guess you could say, on that side of it, right? Yeah, yeah. After pretty much everything shut down, literally. So, yeah. and that gave me a lot of time, you know, to um, regroup, you know, and, sure. and and to see where I want to take this, where I want to go, yeah. and yeah. And then I've been kind of dabbling and thinking about this drum thing since 2016, I think. Okay. Yeah. So. More with James Phillip from Redline Drum Smokers coming up as we chat about how his career in the trucking business has rubbed off on the customization of his drum smokers. But first, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on-site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Fire Masters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. Check out their new Live Fire Farm to Flame Dinners at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc this summer. Peter designed and built several live fire cooking apparatuses through Pitt County Metalworks for the event and is providing an elevated live fire dining experience. Give him a follow on Instagram and Facebook and to book your event, visit the website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T, countybbq.com. So then uh, with COVID, with the restaurant shutting down, is that when you kind of started getting more serious with the drums? I did. Yeah. 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 We we thought we did step back from the the restaurant thing. That was uh, really, really kicked us like hard in the pants. It was, uh, we were actually literally burnout. I really didn't know what burnout was. You know, I thought it was just a term. I, I felt burnout. Wow. Yeah. It it was, I think we're still trying to recover from it. Yeah. uh, Well, it'll take a toll on you. Right. So. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, red line drum smokers, uh, Obviously, uh, drum smokers. Um, and what would you say kind of sets your your products apart? Uh, really big into the customization, that sort of thing, right? Right. And, you know, people who've seen, like, the Border Town Barbecue and the equipment we used, I, I really, I just can't have something stock. It's always got to be somewhat customized. So yep. so, so going, going way back to, like, 2016, um, Gateway drum was was the thing. Yeah. It still is. Still um, is, yeah. yeah. But but in in the states, people were winning 
you know, American Royals using drum smokers. Yep. You know, who would have thought a burning barrel, yep. right? Yep. No That's doubt. been the bomb. It's been doing so well. Yep. Um, so I bought one in 2016 okay. and started using it. And I think I was so hesitant with, with uh, charcoal smoking is I always got this um, – Everybody would say it's so hard to cook with, with charcoal and you got to watch it all night, you know, and it's so scary. And, and only the seasoned professionals use charcoal, you know. So so it was that, you know, kind of intimidation of, of right. actually doing it. So I was always uh, uh, pellet smoking and that was like become really popular, you know, mm. on the oh, scene yeah. back then. Yeah. But then the, the, the drum smoking, you know, was really, really taken over. So yeah. I, I bought one and started um, – you know, testing that out and seeing how it was working. Um, and then I had, I, I had to chrome that all out too. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, Hey, this was, this was a lot of fun, you know? Yep. So I, so I thought, you know, we have to, being in Canada, we have to order these from the States, you know, you've got the shipping, the duty, the, the exchange, you know, our currency, you yep. know, um, I, thought why don't i make a a, a, a canadian version you know why, mm-hmm. why can't i make these you know there's they're a real simple design you know yep. so i got i gotta think okay now i gotta source where to buy these barrels from yeah. you know like all these industrial shops have barrels but filled full of who knows what yeah, you, you know, know. So, yeah, you want to be uh, yeah. i don't know yeah we're, we're cooking with food this is it's yep. got to be food grade you know yeah, so absolutely. so i started i was looking around looking around you know Trying to trying to source you know parts out uh, and and where to find these drums and you know what was really really shocking to me it was about five blocks away from me <laughs> and Lloyd, these are being manufactured and oh, I wow. thought really yep. how this was meant to be no doubt yeah yeah so it's very very close to me to to, to get these barrels from yep which is nice awesome so yeah so. In 20, yeah, I, I dressed up that gateway and then I, mm-hmm. I, I went to this local place where they're manufactured and I, and I bought a few, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to, you know, try to make some prototypes here. But mm-hmm. with my other business, like we also have a, a DJ business, so okay. doing weddings uh. and different events that, that took my weekends also. So if I wasn't competing, I was doing an event or, or a food truck event. Yeah. So, yeah. And I guess that probably contributes to the burnout too. Yeah, lots, lots, <laughs> of, lots of irons in the fire. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so many people say there is too many, and that's yep. another reason why it's taken me so long to sure. kick off this drum smoker. I just got too much on the go. Yep. Um, so yeah, these drums been sitting here, like in my garage, and I and I, I look at them. I say, I got to do something with this. I got to do something with this. You know, so I, I think. Early last year, mm-hmm. I made three, and I took them to Porca Palooza. Okay, I yep. think, and that was the, where kind of I debuted them, and they were actually quite a, a showstopper. Really yep. got everybody's attention. I thought, right on, you know. Yep. So, so I had to buy a quantity of of, um, of drum shells from this company, sure. you know, yep. bulk, you know, that to, to fill the order. So. Mm-hmm. I bought a pile of them and they were sitting in the shop again because I've been so busy with other things. And yeah, but in the meantime, I've been doing a lot of drawings and research yep. and like you're asking what sets mine apart, you know, yep. um, I, I've come up with so many um, innovations, you know, from having other, the other drum smokers, like 
what they didn't have and, and, and the downfalls, you know, the problems that they had. So right. I come up with solutions with mm-hmm. my drum smokers. Yep. Uh, and like so many options and bolt-ons and uh, price points, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want to buy a base model right now is all you can afford. Well, later down the road, you can get the heat shields, you can get the anodized handles or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, a big problem or, or difficulty or, 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 or drawback with the drum smoker is cleaning them yeah you gotta i'm sure you've seen on youtube you you you, you degrease them and yep. they're a quarter full of water so you gotta get a buddy yep. pick it up and dump it right well yep. what if what if you're all alone you know that's not fun you yep. know and uh, i was actually talking to chris Zinger a couple of days ago he actually messaged me and he 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 loves the drain plug i put in right yeah it, it's a drain plug i put in at the bottom yep so you just un, un, undo it and your water comes out you're gonna tip it you know yep. and, and he made made the comment uh clean drum is a happy drum absolutely, you know yeah. and i said absolutely and a happy drum cooks good food yep right so yeah keeping keeping a clean drum or a smoker it, it, it's really 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 important absolutely. you know I, I found i was at uh or uh the bow competition and when, you know, Saturday afternoon, people are firing up their smokers. I don't know who it was, but I could just smell in the air that somebody hasn't cleaned their smoker with that yeah. rancid smoke, you know. Right. Yep. And I believe that will carry in to the flavor of your food, yep. you know. Yep. So so we're really big into the, the cleaning, you know, keeping yeah. things all clean and maintained. So that was a really important thing for me to make the cleaning very easy and simple in my drum. No, oh, yeah. Having, uh, having done it myself with, uh, the drum I'm cooking on here, the, having that drain plug would be a nice, uh, a nice touch. So mm-hmm. absolutely nice. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've got a lot of the Chrome, uh, the details, the cosmetic stuff, right? Uh, uh, right. A, b- a bit of flash. It looks, uh, they look pretty sharp. So. Yeah. And one of my, um, jingles is where, you know, <laughs> Everyone calls them an ugly drum smoker. Well, I, I, I kind of changed that. I'm called the beautiful ugly drum. Yep. You know, because yep. all the bling and, and all the, you know, the yeah. fancy touches we like to add on to it. Yeah, the lights I noticed as well. You got the lights underneath. And... Yeah, um, that was kind of a, a cool story I'm going to say too. And then another thing with their beautiful ugly drum, you know, since COVID, everybody kind of was forced to stay home. And a lot of people have been at, um, uh Oh, what's the word? Um, entertaining people at home, sure, you know, yeah. having people over for barbecues on their decks and patios and this and that, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So fancy patterns has been kind of the thing lately, you know, to to wow your guests. Yep. Right? So I think my drum will fit right in here as a conversation piece, oh, you know, and yeah. you could customize them to your own taste. It'll, mm-hmm. you know, kind of reflect off you, you know, like, yep. like, yeah, a lot of color options and finishes and different things, right? There is, yeah. And I, I, I want to yeah, tell you all about the finish in a second because getting back to the light thing, yeah, it's um, it's, it's another bling thing. Uh, Jason um, gets hossed. Yeah, yeah, Bass Rap, yep. Lethbridge. Yeah, yep. yeah. He, <laughs> he, he ordered one. Okay, yeah. He asked... He asked for the impossible. Can you <laughs> light it up and make it do a light show? Yeah. And I thought, like, that would be so cool, you yep. know? So, again, to the drawing board, and I came up with this. So, yeah, I got to thank Ryan for coming, or uh, Jason, Jason Bazrap for com- coming up with that, you know, yep. that cool idea. So, yeah. So that's kind of an o- another option that we're going to have. Yep. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Now you need to get a way to have the lights uh, flash or something in tune to the music or something, right? His does. Oh yeah, it does. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as for the paint job, um, we've also found some drums the paint don't last so long, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of it too is getting back to the cleanliness of your smoker. If it's greasy, you know, or not cleaned and maintained, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get a, a fire, right? A yeah. flare up. Sure. You, know? And yep. you know what that does. Yep. It's it, it's so hot, no paint is going to stand up to it. So it's going to start, you know, discoloring and flaking off, you know? So um, my paint job, what we do, they, a lot of people have been powder coating, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yep. And um, I was considering that and, and I talked to the local powder coat fella and he said yes we oven we, we oven bake the powder coat to four three fifty or four fifty it says after that um it still will burn off right. you know so powder coat coat isn't bulletproof either no. you know no. yep. so so what I got him to do is to sandblast the finish to, to really make the um my primer adhere and what I use it's uh Endura paint it's an epoxy polyurethane that's really tough industrial paint okay and so we use a an epoxy primer and we sand it smooth and then we use a uh, a top coat and you could get any color you want just bring us the uh the paint coat or send us the paint coat and we'll and we'll match it right and we do a couple coats of that and uh and we do a lot of more bling it's uh a lot of metal flake too so okay, you know, it really sparkles yeah a lot of sparkle yeah. in the sun yeah yeah, the uh, the uh, we also the, go ahead. Oh, and we we also like would paint ghost lane, you know. So, you know, it's an automotive quality paint, and yeah. and the work that goes into it, it's like all auto body quality. Yep. So it takes me a couple of days to actually do the paint on it alone. Yep. So yeah, it's quite in depth. Yeah, I was gonna say certainly I can see the influence from the uh, the truck side of things with the uh, the paint jobs and the chrome and all that coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Bringing that, uh, bringing that influence into the drums. So then mm-hmm. you've got, I noticed, uh, looking on your Facebook page, uh, a blower system for heat control as well. That's an option. That's right. Yeah. I come up with something else too. Like, you know, me always, uh, using pellet smoking because yeah. of the ease of use, you Absolutely, know, it's, yeah. it's fan controlled and regulated. Right. Mm-hmm. So set it and forget it. They say, yeah. so for the, for the people still intimidated, for using charcoal, yep. I've, I've, I've come up with um, this design. It's like, uh, works just like a pellet smoker, yep. but uh, it'll regulate like with fan um, control. So yep. it'll blow or, or, or stop or close, you know, to, yeah. to keep your temperature constant, whatever your setting may be. Right. And that uh, relays into those at a fireboard or something you're using? Yeah, so it, it's basically based on like a fireboard, you know, those kind of like controllers, you know, yep. fan controlled. So yep. that's pretty much what it is, but it's all integrated, you know, and all built in. It's just not strapped on to the outside of your smoker. It's all, it looks like very sleek and yep. it just flows. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. One of the, one of the guys on our team, he has uh, a different brand, but uh, it's not installed on the smoker, but it's, it's one that he can put on there when he needs it. And it, uh, it, it has saved our butt on a couple of occasions. So, mm-hmm. yes, when we need to get the temps up in a hurry, uh, put the blower on and let mm-hmm. her go. Right. So, right. That makes a big difference. So that's awesome. Uh, 
So right now, uh, pushing the drums, uh, looking to kind of grow that side of the business for you. And you mentioned uh, still doing a little, a few catering events, that sort of thing uh, on the side as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my polishing business is still going hard. Yep. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just kind of looking forward to a slow time to, uh, really get a bunch of these drums built, like mm-hmm. trying to get a, a stock pile of them. I've actually made some good contacts at the bowl Perfect, at the competition yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So they want to consider carrying them in their stores. So I'd oh, like nice. to have some stock, you know, so yeah. if we could get, you know, these other, you know, the stores supplied and stocked up, the uh, customer is going to save on shipping, right? So, yeah, because they're going to have a few on hand on each store. Yep. Excellent. That's excellent. That's great to hear. Nice to, good to make some connections at those events, right? Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, James. Well, uh, so anything else uh, kind of coming down the line that folks can watch out for? I've got some more um, really cool things we're going to be doing with these drums yeah. uh, I've never seen before. i got to kind of keep them sure. on the low right now. <laughs> for sure, I got <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool and unique. And where should folks be uh, keeping an eye for those sorts of things? Uh, Facebook, the best place? Yeah, Facebook's the best place. I'm not really do much postings. Okay. I, I I should more actually. I should have somebody younger like my daughter doing <laughs> these things for me. Yep. You know that they're much better at this yes. social media. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like getting a uh, a website you know set up you know in the works last year, but I was just so busy and I wanted to show more products you know yep. on the website, and right. I really haven't developed it yet or built it yet. Okay. So that. Actually, everyone should have a website. So, yeah, we should be working on that pretty soon. And another thing that we've also been doing was with our finishes is we bought an anodizing system. And what anodizing is, it's it's for aluminum. And you could actually um, color, like, like red or right, black right, or, yeah, or yeah. purple, yeah. right? Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't uh, chip or peel like paint, you know. Nice. So that's kind of a, a a new, you know, a unique product, you know, that service that we offer too with our, our drums. Yeah, and those are on the on the handles and that sort of thing, right? Right. Anything aluminum. Yeah. Um, we've actually designed a new um, intake and exhaust system that's okay. all machined aluminum too, and they're going to be anodized. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, just going back to Facebook, it's uh, under Redline Drum Smokers, correct? That's correct. Excellent. Well, folks, uh, check that out. Uh, James, really appreciate you taking some time out of the evening to share the story with us. Uh, great to see how you, you know, a hobby kind of turned into a business and, uh, uh, neat to see that, uh, in the barbecue world and, uh, awesome to see another Alberta company out there, uh making some quality products. So I guess before we go, you were talking briefly earlier about when we were talking competition that you wanted to talk a little bit about the, the judging and the costs of uh, competition. Yes, exactly. Um, so it was nice to be in Calgary to kind of debut our drum. So, you know, to, to, to get it out mm-hmm. there and we were also able to judge. Cause oh, awesome. Okay. We're, yes. We're also, also KCBS judges. Um, <laughs> So now I know who to, now I know who to blame for my pork score. So. Oh, <laughs> because you know all of the turn-ins I tasted was like wow, you know these these teams are really getting good. Yeah, you know so, um, and it was great to see where we were mm-hmm. our, our our tent you yeah. know for a display. Yeah, you were right beside. Yeah, the the people turning in. Yeah. We're walking me bias, and for the kids' queue, yeah. it wasn't a blind box; it was open. Right. Yeah, and. 
I was so surprised to see how amazing these tournaments were, yeah. you know, like these kids and so many kids competing. So it's good to see these families does, getting yeah. their children involved, you know, into yeah, like the ge- next generation of smoking. That was, yep. that, that was great to see. Yeah. Awesome. Um, as for like, um, when we were judging and we, you know, some of the other competitions too, um, uh, Ken and Brando like w- would say, you know, like we were a competition team, you know, and then, mm-hmm they would actually at the table ask us questions, you know, like it, when you're competing, you know, like what would you do with this or, okay. and I, I thought, you know, it's, it would be a great idea for, a, or, or almost maybe even mandatory for a judge to shadow a team yeah. to really understand, to see what goes on behind the scenes, you know, because these judges a lot of times just show up, uh, eat and take off, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, they don't really understand the cost um, the exhaustion, yeah. the stress these teams are going to, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think they might even have more of a pre appreciation, you know, of the food they're eating to mm-hmm. to to see what these teams have went through, you know, to to make these turn-ins, you know. Yeah, I agree. Because um, yeah, competing it it really really kicks a person. You know, oh, yeah. we are so exhausted after a competition, you know, yeah. and 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 being a judge after I seen, you know, it was a pretty easy. Uh, yeah, pack up for us, but sure. these teams were just beat, you know, oh, and, and oh, from the other side noticing this, like, yeah. wow, like, it, it's a tough thing, and you competing, though, you could relate. Yep. Yeah, and it was a hot weekend, so that adds to it, right? It was 30 degrees or more. And, yeah. Oh, it yeah. was killer hot yeah. that weekend, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No, and you know, we did, uh, we had done Didsbury the weekend before, so uh, two weekends in a row, I, felt, I was feeling it. I'm not sure I've still recovered from it, so. Yeah, and remember last year in Didsbury, they had the back to back. Yeah, we did. I, I almost prefer. <laughs> I almost prefer that to be honest with you, because then you just get it over with in the weekend. So one after another, the bottom. Yeah, it was tough. It, it was wow. tough for sure, right? Yeah, if you got a, you know, we've got there's three of us plus we got a fourth guy that comes and helps with dishes and cleaning and that sort of thing. So if you got mm-hmm. a, if you have a team, it, it makes it easier. If uh, if you're just one or two people, that would be a tough one for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh yeah, it was uh it, it takes a lot of I think that's a great idea. And I know to get your uh is it the master judge certification, you do have to do a cook with the team. But I think it would certainly be a good idea for just any of the judges to do that. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah. You know, you know, exactly when you're judging, you know, you could after so many become a table captain and you work your way <laughs> up, you know, different um, classes of judge, you yeah. know, and then yep. ultimately you could become like Ken and Brenda, you yeah, know. Exactly. So yep. Yeah. Um, another thing that's kind of been on my mind was in competing, you know, it, uh, there was an amateur, uh, uh, yep. on the weekend, you know, Saturday, the, yeah. the kids do right. And the amateur, right. Yep. So when the, when the person with the team that wins amateur, they automatically go right to pro, you know, the masters, right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. From amateur to master, that is quite a jump. Yeah, and like, nowadays, yeah. with with the with the caliber of these teams now, yeah, like, yeah. wow, like I would be so intimidated, you know. And it's almost like you know you're going into a boxing tournament, you know, as, as an amateur, and mm-hmm. then Mike Tyson walks in the building <laughs> back in his prime, and you thought, oh, you know what? Yeah. Why uh, why am I even here? You know, we 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 know who's going to win this, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. And honestly, that happens. Mm-hmm. quite a bit you know i find you know yeah it's a big uh, following you know the circuit yeah and then you know a lot of the teams you kind of know who's gonna where they're gonna place you know generally you mm-hmm. know yep. so have, having said that you know i think there should be different 
stages, you know, like um, levels, you know, from your amateur to maybe lower, you know, like in, in hockey, you know, you go from the, like the PV, the Bantam, you know, to double A, triple A to NHL, right? Yeah. You know how you graduate to ultimately yep. the NHL and that's the top, top guys, like that's your Conor McDavid's, you know, and they should be competing at that, the same team should be, should be competing at that level, you know, yeah. not competing against these guys in their first or second competition, you know, especially after all that money and that time, you know, they spend going to these competitions, right? Yep. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah, anyway, that's just, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they, nothing will ever probably come, come over it, but that's just kind of my observation I found. You know, yeah, or maybe it let, is what it is. Maybe let them win more than one amateur before they have to go pro or something, right? Yeah. And these pro teams should be in another level, you know, yeah. so the super elite would only compete against the super elite, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, yeah, yes. I can, I can so, see where that might be tough up here where we just don't have the numbers, right? Right, uh, and that's true too. Down, down in the states, I think you could pull that off a lot easier, where there's just more vol- more teams, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. up here, that would be a little tough. You'd have you know five or six teams compete. The super elite teams, you'd have the same five or six teams competing in that, and the rest in the lower level. Yeah. So, no, interesting, yeah. uh, interesting thoughts though, and I uh, I like your idea on the judging and uh, something I'll point out, and I I'm, I don't want to be the guy that rags on the judges because that's certainly not. Uh, not the case. It's I, I've I've taken the course, but I haven't judged a competition. Uh, mm-hmm. But the comment cards would be the one thing I'd throw at the judges is to to make better use of the comment cards. That's that's true. And uh, me being a competitor, yeah, I uh, I I filled out a lot of comment cards to help these teams. You yeah. know, especially a new team. You know, something they probably weren't aware of. You know, so I would help them out to say, you know, generally this is the pl- flavor profile. They would use this kind of cut rather that kind of cut, you know, just to help them out. It was a constructive, you know, yeah, exactly. Not to yeah. say I didn't like it. Like well, that doesn't help. Well, tell me. us why. So exactly. Const- I'll tell you why. Right. But yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got, uh, we got a, you know, judging, uh, getting, giving us sixes in our pork and, but doesn't no comment card to tell us what was wrong with it. Right. right? So how do you, exactly as a team, how do you improve if you have no way of knowing what was wrong with it? Right. Yeah, and and you know each judge has their own taste. Oh, absolutely, right? so I get that. Like yeah. Too much smoke. No. Somebody doesn't like too much sweet. You yeah. know, so that's just their own opinion. Yeah. So, with judging, it is all over the board too. No, it's not yeah. consistent. No, and yeah, with in, until we have competitions every weekend, it's not going to be right. No, it's just kind of right. what we have to deal with up here, where it's not. Uh, you know, we were lucky to have in Alberta five competitions this summer, so that's that was awesome and. Uh, yeah. new one in Saskatchewan this past weekend, smoke in the Valley. And then you had Invermere. So, you know, within the, within the, you know, a day's drive of each other, you had seven competitions this year, which is, uh, great to see out here in the West. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And you know, wow, this year with the price of, uh, Oof. food and, and, and fuel, fuel you yeah. know, yeah. wow. Yeah. It got a little better yeah, later prices. in the summer here, but early in the year it was, uh, yeah. it was nasty. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. James, thanks so much, man. This is, uh, is great, great chatting with you. Uh, hearing, uh, hearing with what's, uh, what's going on. Last question I ask everybody, it's, uh, it's dinner time. You got one of those, uh, fancy chromed up red line drum smokers fired up. What's, uh, what's the go-to meal for you? Uh, go-to, I, I love brisket the most, but today actually, um, my, my daughter is really getting into smoking too. So yeah. today we did beef ribs, pork ribs and uh, pork shoulder. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah, they're actually, as we speak, munching on that. Oh, well, so. I better, uh, better let you get at it, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to keep you from that. 
that's okay. It's all good. That's awesome, man. James, thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you again real soon, and uh, uh, good luck. Uh, Redline Drum Smokers, check them out on Facebook, folks. Uh, James Phillip, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and The Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. To check out the whole lineup and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Well, folks, uh, barring any late additions, the Canadian competition season has wrapped up. This past weekend out at Buffalo Pound Provincial Park near Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan with Smoke in the Valley. This was a first-year KCBS-sanctioned Master Series event, and by all accounts, it was a great time with 18 teams competing. It was a U.S. team making the trip across the border to take the GC as Burnt Trees Barbecue walked away with the big prize, followed by another strong showing for Arrowhead North as they took the reserve title. Congrats to everybody who heard their names called. South of the border, there are a number of big competitions coming up this fall. I know lots of our Canadian folks are heading down south for that, so uh, some of these, so we'll be keeping an eye. The American Royal World Series of Barbecue runs September 28th to October 2nd in Kansas City, Missouri. Details at www.americanroyal.com slash bbq. October 14th and 15th in Lynchburg, Tennessee, of course, it's the Jack Daniels Invitational Barbecue. And then November 11th to 13th in Gadsden, Alabama, it's the KCBS World Invitational Barbecue Contest. As I said, we'll be keeping an eye on how our Canadian friends are doing down there. Folks, I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show. Email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can find a listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. <laughs>